BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Happy Friday, guys. It's almost the weekend. Or is it the weekend? That's a debate for another day. I never know if Friday is the weekend or if Saturday is technically when the weekend begins, you know? Anyway, we're back with another bonus advice episode. You know what it is. Except this week, I am solo. So you're going to get only my advice, which is kind of scary because usually Chelsea and I bounce off each other. And if one of us gives a little too harsh of advice, the other one can kind of, you know, calm things down a little bit. So here we are to give you a little life update. I had one of those days today where every single piece of technology that I own formed an alliance against me and decided to not work, break, be annoying AF. You know those days and like, especially when your job revolves around being on the computer, it's so annoying. My desktop computer was being slower than freaking molasses. It was being so slow today. Every time I'd click a button, I'd get like the spinning wheel of death. And then randomly my mouse, my computer mouse just died. It was like, oh, it's zero battery. And I'm like, sorry, what? So, and I know you have to charge the mice, the mice, the mouses every once in a while. And so I charged it for like an hour and then it just straight up would not connect to my computer. So me and Leif were sharing a computer mouse. So because we both had things we needed to be doing. So I would take his mouse and work for like an hour. And then he'd be like, I need the mouse back. Like I have to do some stuff. So we were going back and forth with the mouse and it really put a damper on my day because all of my work took so much longer than it needed to. And my iPhone tripod broke literally just broken half. And the list kind of goes on and on, but I'll spare you the details. So anyway, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf and have a great rest of my day. The next update is that I got the most amazing product off of Amazon that I have to tell you guys about. So I saw this on TikTok and I wish so badly that I could remember the name of the girl whose TikTok it was who I saw because I did favorite it, but I tried to go back And I don't know where it was. You know how sometimes you favorite a video to like reference later on and then you just can't find it anywhere? I favorite a lot of videos on TikTok, so maybe that's my own problem. But anywho, this girl posted about how I think her mom got it for her for a present or something. And there are these little wristband things, like these fluffy, like almost a wrist scrunchie in like a towel material that you put these on your wrist. And that way, when you wash your face at night, the water doesn't like slide down your arms. And this is especially good for my self-tanner girlies out there 
like myself who run into this problem because I wash my face every night, regardless of if I have self-tanner on or not. And whenever I've put fresh self-tanner on and I haven't like rinsed it off yet, especially, or even if I have, I never want the water to be like running down my arms when I'm washing my face because number one, it's annoying. And number two, it's literally going to make myself tanner streaky. So this girl posted about these and I was like, I knew there had to be a solution to that problem, but I hadn't done the digging myself. So shout out to this girl who taught me this and I just ordered them and got them today. I haven't used them yet. So I guess I'll update you guys in a later episode, but I'm obsessed. Maybe at this point, I've already talked about them on TikTok. I'm not sure. Go follow my TikTok for more life updates. And hey, I'm throwing in a plug for Chelsea too. Go follow Chelsea's TikTok and her Instagram. Anyway, very excited about that. Chelsea is doing well. For all of you wondering, she's living it up. And these are her words because I just saw her TikTok that said that she's genuinely the happiest she's ever been. And I believe it. She is glowing. I feel like motherhood is just fitting her so well. So can't wait to have her back on the podcast full time. It feels so weird doing this alone, but... Um, She'll be back soon. So stay tuned for that. Last life update is that at this point, I've already been, but when I'm recording this, I haven't gone yet. Um, Leif and I are going to Arizona for a Suns game. And I'm so excited specifically because Leif bought me a Suns jacket for my birthday. And remember during our Christmas episode when we were saying, Leif and I were both saying about each other, we're not very good at giving each other thoughtful gifts. Well, I think he turned over a new leaf after that podcast episode because he got me the cutest, most thoughtful birthday gifts. He got me a son's like vintage jacket that is so cute. I'm definitely going to wear it to the game in Arizona. And then he got me a pink, what is it called? Am I stupid? Like a bar to like a weightlifting women's bar to do like squats and chest press and stuff. Why can I not think of the word for that? Anywho, um... So I thought, oh, wait, did I say it was pink? Okay, I'm losing my mind. But he got me one that's a little bit lighter because men's are like 45 pounds. So he got me a 35 pound one that's a little bit smaller and it's pink and it's so cute. And I was like, wow, you're really pulling out the stops with all these thoughtful birthday gifts. So we stand a thoughtful king. I'm going to get into your guys' questions that you have advice on and... I hope that I can give you the advice that you need. Okay, let's get going. First one, I have really been struggling to get into a routine after the holidays. What advice do you have for getting out of a rut? Love you, Chelsea, JC, and Beth. Love you too. This can be so hard. I feel like it's so hard to snap from the holidays where you're usually not on a super stringent routine to it's like the new year immediately you're expected to like change your whole life and have this super healthy awesome routine within like a week it can be so hard I actually just posted a tiktok about how I was like yeah I'm gonna pretend today's the first of the month because I have not been doing good with all of my new year's resolutions that I was hoping to do I feel like January is all just playing catch-up and I feel like February should really be the month that's like okay let's get into business because it's just such a quick turnaround time. But as far as advice goes, number one, I would focus on like one thing at a time. I feel like it's just too overwhelming, especially if you're starting from like not having a great routine to being like, okay, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m., go on a morning walk, then do my workout, then make a homemade smoothie and then make breakfast. Like, I don't know. Sometimes to me, at least that just sounds like very daunting and like a lot of work. 
especially if you are starting from nothing. So it depends where you're starting, but regardless of that, just focus on one thing at a time. So focus on like, okay, I'm going to get up when my alarm goes off instead of pushing snooze, if that's something that you do. Or I'm going to try really hard to just focus on no phone in the morning for the first 30 minutes. Or I'm going to focus on just working out two to three times a week. Like pick one thing that's the most important to you. You can add things on later. My problem is I'll be like, well, all of these things are important to me. I want to do morning walk, no phone, you know, chai or matcha in the morning. Like I have all these things. But I think sometimes you just have to do them one at a time or else the reality is you just get too overwhelmed and then you do none of them. So start small, focus on one thing at a time. And... The next kind of piece of advice I guess I would have is that it's not bad to be uncomfortable. Like I remember I was in a workout class once and the instructor was kind of yelling at everyone being like, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not doing something right. Like change and growth happens when you are feeling uncomfortable. So when you're in a workout and you're pushing and it hurts, that's a good thing. You want to feel that, I guess, pain or discomfort because that's what makes your muscles stronger and that's what makes you stronger. So I think the same thing with a routine. It's like, if it's just so easy for you, I don't know, chances are are you aren't like pushing yourself hard enough. Like not that everything needs to be like pushing yourself so hard and being super strict with yourself. But I just think like there might be things that will be a challenge for you, like waking up earlier or working out two times a week, whatever it is. And that's okay. Like we're meant to push ourselves and get better. So that's how you're going to grow. PSA, Valentine's Day is coming up right around the corner. And if you haven't been reminded, here's your reminder. I literally always forget about Valentine's Day. So Lucky for you, Macy's has got you covered with their gift finder and amazing gifts at any price. So I am on their site right now looking at it. And it's so nice. They have different categories, $25 and under, $50 and under, $100 and under, and luxe gifts. And they have gifts for everyone, for her, for him, for kids, pets, teens. So whether you're single, you're getting yourself a gift. Okay, here's the deal, ladies. If you are single and it's Valentine's Day, you better be getting yourself something. If you are dating someone, you're getting something for a partner, a spouse, whoever. They have lots and lots of options. So I went to the for him section because I just feel like getting presents for guys is so hard. When it comes to like my friends, myself, trust me, I got lots of stuff added to the cart. But when it comes to Leif, I'm always like, gosh, I want to get him something that's thoughtful, useful, something he doesn't already have, something that he'll actually use. So they have like smartwatches, robes, underwear, socks, the classics. They got watches. They have tons of really good cologne. They have a YSL cologne on here that Leif actually always wears. So if you know who you're looking for, but you're stumped on what to get them, Macy's has the best inspo for gifts for cozy nights in, date night out, Galentine's gifts, and those who like finer things. The most sought after gifts from Macy's best brands like the Martha Stewart Collection, Dior, Kendra Scott, Coach, and more. And you can treat yourself to a delightful fragrance, new self-care beauty routine, or jewelry, of course. So again, that is macy's.com slash gift finder. Go check it out, macy's.com slash gift finder. For most people, the new year means rethinking how they take care of themselves, and Native makes it easy to switch to a personal care brand that makes all their products with simple ingredients. I am a Native stan, okay? 
I have been using the coconut and vanilla scented aluminum free deodorant forever. And it smells so good. Actually, Leif always thinks that it's like my perfume because it smells so good. So he'll hug me like right after I put deodorant on. He's like, you smell so good. And I'm like, thanks. It's native. Native cares about the products you put on your body. They are all about stopping the stink the right way. So like I mentioned, the coconut and vanilla scented one has been a customer favorite for years. And now Native is on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine. They create products that are made with simple ingredients like shea butter and coconut oil. So you can smell great all day long. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes, aluminum free, 24 hour odor protection, zero residue on skin application, and over 10 cents to choose from. One of my favorite parts about Native deodorant as well is that It has a great texture. So some other aluminum-free deodorants that I've used are very like greasy or oily or they like get all over my clothes. And Native just has a very great like smooth texture and works great. So now is the time to treat yourself with Native. If you visit their site, you will find not just deodorant, but body wash, which their matcha sweet cream body wash, you guys, holy, you need to try it. Bar soap, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, and sunscreen, literally everything you need to take your self-care to the next level. So you can just get it all in one trip. This year, up your personal hygiene routine with Native. Go to nativedo.com slash what we said, or use promo code what we said at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash what we said, or use promo code what we said at checkout for 20% off your first order. Next up, I want to do something cute and fun for Valentine's Day this year. My husband is always the one to plan the day, and so I want to surprise him. Any ideas? Love you both and the podcast so much. This is very cute and thoughtful of you. I need to take your advice and do something cute for Leif this year. I feel like you need to really think about his interests and what he would like and not, you know, plan something that secretly is something that you love, but maybe he's not super into. You know what I'm saying? Think about what he likes and really go in that direction. And it's hard because I don't know what he likes. So I don't know exactly what to say. I feel like a few ideas I have are like surprising him with tickets to something like a game. If he likes sports or like a concert, maybe a class of some sort, like a cooking class could be fun for you two to do together. I have no idea if he likes cooking or if he's like, absolutely not. Or just trying something new in general, I think would be really fun. So Go rock climbing. I bring up rock climbing a lot because Leif and I tried bouldering together and we actually thought it was so fun and we started doing it a lot before the pandemic. But just try something new together and really play to his interests. I feel like an experience is usually a better gift than just a thing, in my opinion. So maybe try and plan an experience. Next up. My former friend's husband is secretly gay and is on dating sites. They have been married for 10 years and she has no idea. Do I tell her or is it not my business? We haven't talked in three years, so we're not close. My brother found him on a dating site. I feel so, so bad for her, but I feel like it would be coming out of nowhere from me. Help. This is super tough. And although I do believe she does deserve to know the truth, I don't think you should say anything. Personally, I feel like you should stay out of it, especially because you haven't talked in three years. If this was your best, best, best friend, I would understand you saying something. I'm picturing if this happened between me and Chelsea, and I feel like there's no way on earth I would be able to shut my mouth and just stick to my own business, you know? But 
the fact that you have not spoken in years and you're not close, I feel like you should just stay in your own lane and not say anything. Although that is an awkward piece of information to like know. She'll find out eventually probably. And I feel like it would be better coming from a really close friend, family member, or him himself. So I would say put the blinders on and just keep living your life. That sucks that he's not being honest with her, but it is what it is. Hi, ladies. A friend just recommended your podcast to me, and I am in love, trying to listen back to learn all about y'all while enjoying the new episodes. On another note, your girl needs some advice. I've been dating my boyfriend for over three years now. We live together, and I adore him. He treats me so good. The only issue is that I don't love to travel with him. He's kind of high stress sometimes and needs time to get comfortable slash in his groove before he can enjoy himself. Traveling is a big thing I want to do, but low-key not with him. Everything else we do together I love. It's just this one thing. What do I do? I think you need to decide if this is a deal breaker to you, if this is like a huge, you know, passion and hobby and love of yours. But I also think we need to normalize like our spouses not, I don't know, us not having the same hobbies and interests. It's not that you want to have none of the same because maybe that means you're not compatible, but sometimes like things that you love, your spouse doesn't have to love them too. You know, the reason I'm thinking of this, I'm sorry in advance for bringing up TikTok legitimately a hundred times per episode, but that's how that, you know, at this point, that's my news source. That's where I get product recommendations. This is where I get a lot of thought starters. So I just saw this girl posting about how people will be like, oh, he doesn't want to do be in your TikToks, red flag. And she was saying, that's not a red flag at all. That is his preference. And he doesn't want to do social media just because it's your thing. It doesn't have to be his. But again, you have to decide what's a deal breaker to you. Like if it's super important to you that you travel together all the time and it's literally horrible with him, you just have to establish if that's like a big enough deal for you. But the thing is, I also think you just need to be communicative to him and communicate your thoughts and say, I love traveling. This is such a passion of mine. I want to do this more and just say exactly what you just said to us. But when I do it with you, I just feel like it's so high stress. Like how can we compromise? Like how can I make your life easier when we travel? And it sounds like he's a great guy and he treats you super well. If everything else you love, I feel like we can deal with this. Also go on some girls trips. Like you don't have to travel with him constantly, you know? I feel like you could go on one trip a year with him or two trips a year and then maybe go on other trips with your girlfriends or other people in your life, your mom or a family member who loves to travel. I feel like this is not the end of the world, but I do understand the annoyance if traveling is important to you and he's not getting it. Hi, girls. I love you guys, and I've been listening since the beginning. I'm writing in because my imposter syndrome is intense. Sorry, I almost said insane, but intense. I am a senior in a bachelor's biology program, and in every upper division class— Okay, there's lots of big words in this one. I feel like I'm unworthy of being there. Well, because of you girls, I've tried to make myself more aware that I am worthy, and I've worked hard to be where I am. Additionally, I've worked with PhDs in a lab, and though they're very accomplished— they have imposter syndrome too. So I was wondering if you guys could do an episode on how to conquer it and trust that you are enough. Love you all. Yeah, I think the one thing we all need to realize is that literally every single person has imposter syndrome. I feel like I haven't come across a single person in my life, even the most successful people that I know, 
have imposter syndrome to a degree where they feel like they're not worthy or they get success and then they're like, wait, do I deserve this? Like, why am I here? I myself have felt that a million times. I remember doing like meetings in New York at one point for just with different brand agencies and stuff and being like, what am I doing? Like, sorry, I'm two years old. Like I felt so underqualified to be there because it was kind of when I was first starting out as like a lifestyle influencer. And I'm just like, what is happening? And I still feel that way a lot, even with the podcast sometimes and in a lot of other ways. So you're definitely not alone. It's so, so normal to feel that way. We had an episode in November called How to Fall in Love with Yourself. And that was a lot about like not caring about other people's opinions and stuff. I feel like that could be a good one for you. But keep scrolling back. And I swear there's one like all about imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. Okay. It was in 2020. So maybe our advice would change now, but it was in November of 2020. And it says how to overcome imposter syndrome and stop overthinking. So maybe go give that a listen. I also think a good idea like a tangible tip you can use is write a list of your strengths down. So I recently did this at the end of 2021, this past year, I made a little note in my phone and I just wrote down, I like really was pondering and thinking of the things that I'm good at. And I wrote a list of things down because I feel like, especially if you are a person who is kind of hypercritical of yourself or I don't know, just in general, I think we could all stand to focus more on our strengths and the things that we are talented in and that we're good at rather than constantly being like, I need to be better. I need to do more. I, you know, I struggle in this area and I want to fix that. That's great because it's great to better yourself. But at the same time, we all have strengths. We all have things we're good at. We all have such great traits. And I think focusing on those is so powerful. And even just writing down like a list of those things should make you feel so good about yourself to where you can get a little boost of confidence and be like, okay, I deserve to be here. You know, I also feel like sometimes just like a good self-help book or self-help podcast can really put a pep in your step. You know, sometimes we just need a little pep, a little boost. And lastly, I would say this is kind of going deeper, but I am all about Ed Milet, how he says like, keeping promises to yourself is the best way to build confidence. Because if you are constantly telling yourself like, I'm going to work out, whatever, I'm just, I keep using like, I'm going to work out three times a week as an example, but it's just something that comes to my mind. If you keep saying that, but then like week after week, you just never do it. You're proving to yourself over and over that you don't follow through with that. And so that can actually lead to a lot of insecurity in your life because you realize that like, you don't necessarily, you're not true to your word with yourself. Literally the most important relationship you have is with yourself and learning to trust yourself. You'll become so much more confident. So I'd even venture to say, if you want to feel more confident in the workplace, like even outside of work, keeping the promises you set to yourself. So if you say you're going to do something, do it and learn really to trust yourself really deeply. And that'll boost your confidence a little bit. Our next partner has a product that can literally be used every single day. It's Athletic Greens. They have this awesome greens powder that is so 
amazing, you guys. It has like a very mild tropical taste. It doesn't taste overly healthy. You know how some green stuff just tastes like a straight up vegetable? This has like a taste that you look forward to. And if you want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, like if you don't like taking pills, vitamins, you'll love this. So with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, literally everything you could think of. This is such an easy thing to add to your morning routine. I actually just wrote down like an ideal morning routine that I'm kind of trying to aim for. I haven't mastered it yet, but one thing that I'm trying to do is just hydrate myself more and drink more water. And this is something that you can just add to your water and it gives you so many benefits. And I like that it's just so simple, but it has so many good things in it. It's literally just a scoop and you just shake it up. So nice. So it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than, you know, getting cold brew. It's something you can do, you know, one little thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And also Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. And it cost him like $100 a day to be on this routine. So this is a much more affordable situation. Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company and they have over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what we said. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash what we said to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, Chelsea, JC, Beth, and Case. I am absolutely obsessed with the podcast and have been following JC all the way back to her huge preset days. Oh my gosh, not the JC Marie presets. I need advice and I'm in a tough situation. I've been dating my boyfriend for over two years now and I love him so much. Over the past year, I feel I've grown so much and seriously made some life changes to my routine that have been such a difference in my mental and physical health. I've been thriving in school and my photography business and so much more. My boyfriend currently isn't in school and has been having some financial problems for a bit now. Sometimes it makes it hard because it feels like I'm growing and working on myself so much faster than he is, even though it may just be a different pace. How do I not get discouraged or feel like he isn't doing as much when he may just have different goals or growing to do? Help. Dang, this is really hard. I feel like time will tell because the dangerous part about this type of thing, like if you communicate this to him and you guys have a conversation and maybe he does just need a little bit more time to process or progress or do things than you do. But where I could see this becoming a real issue is if he is like all talk, but no action. If he's saying, yeah, I want to do that too, but then he doesn't do it. That's where I can see there being a bit of an issue and where I could see you guys not being compatible because it does seem like you are a little bit maybe more of a go-getter if you're making all these life changes to your routine and like you're really trying to grow. But the thing is we all have different paces and we all have different like chapters of life. And so 
uh, it's hard because you're saying he has financial problems, which like I feel like if he does, then he would want to be growing and, and figuring that out. And I do think it could be an issue if he's not willing to. I feel like you need to give it a little bit of time, have a conversation. Maybe he's just in a different headspace right now and needs a second and that's fine. But I feel like if this continues for like years and years, that could be a deal breaker. Uh, that I will say though, sometimes you need balance in a relationship. I feel like because I naturally am more of a driven go-getter personality, it works that Leif is a little bit more slow paced than me. But I feel like if he like did not want to better himself at all and didn't care to or was like talking a big game but then wasn't following through on anything he was saying, I could definitely see that being an issue. So I think you need to have a conversation and you need to give it a little bit of time. Time will tell and actions speak louder than words. Hi, Chels and JC. So I'm currently in a junior year of college going through a breakup with my boyfriend of three years. Obviously, breakups are so hard, but what makes it harder is that I was raised in the LDS church and I live in Utah and I ended up losing my virginity to this boy. As you both know, it's a huge thing in the church and I was basically taught growing up that if you don't wait for marriage, you're broken and no one will want you. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but that's how it feels. So it causes a lot of stress to think about completely starting over with someone new But thinking about having to tell the person I want to marry that I did that with someone else before them makes my stomach turn. And I understand that in the world today, it's no big deal, but growing up in this religion makes it very difficult. Okay, I want to validate you 100%. You are not alone at all in feeling that way. I do feel like, I don't know, even though it's gotten better within the church, I think, and I hope, I can definitely relate with Growing up and being taught those types of things where, you know, the chewed gum analogy sends a shiver down my spine, but stuff like that where you're taught at a young age, it's like, okay, you know, if you save yourself for marriage, you're a perfect piece of gum that hasn't been chewed. But if it's been chewed before, aka having sex before marriage, like by this guy and then this guy, it's like, who would want a chewed piece of gum? Okay, that analogy needs to die immediately. And if anyone hears that analogy, please speak up and say absolutely not because that is doing nothing good for young women in this world. I will say this. I genuinely feel that the right guy that you're going to marry will love you no matter what, okay? This does not define you. Having sex with someone, losing your virginity, that isn't your entire self-worth just plummeting. Like you have so much more to offer and it's so crazy because it's so hard, especially when, you know, you grow up in the church and you have like a long-term relationship with someone. It would be very hard not to go farther than just like literally pecking this person if you're dating for three years you're a human being. I know it feels like the end of the world. And especially again, when you grow up religious or whether, you know, you're listening to your church leaders or your parents, if they're very strict, like I know it can feel like you literally did the worst thing imaginable, but I promise you, you're not broken at all. You're a human being. Everything's going to be fine. The guy that you want to marry is going to have unconditional love for you. Well, he should, at least. I know 
whatever guy I would, you know, would want to marry would be able to look past that. And, you know, even if it was a goal of his to save himself for marriage, I really just believe that that shouldn't define and be the end all be all. So there are awesome guys out there. You know, we always say men are trash on this podcast and a lot of times they are, but there are some great guys out there that will love you for who you are. And I think you can just take a deep breath and it's all going to work out. I promise. Okay. Last one. Hey ladies, I saw your submission for advice on the stories, but everything was fine three days ago. Now I have a problem and hope this reaches you. I just moved to San Diego with my husband. We're from Florida. He's in the military. And I just found out this morning that he will likely be leaving next week to go on a three month long deployment. We initially did not think he would ever have to go on a deployment. So this is news to me. I do have my own job that I just started, but I am so worried about feeling alone in a new city and missing my husband. How can I adjust to this new life and make friends while also not getting too sad about being away from my husband for that long? I appreciate any tips. Love the podcast and you girls. You are only a year older than me, but you give me big sister vibes and I love it. That's so nice. Thank you. This is so hard, especially that it's being sprung on you last minute when you weren't planning on it. So, okay, this is hard because I feel like I have met so many of my friends through social media. And I don't know if that's part of being like, you know, doing social media as a job or if other people, a lot of other people meet, you know, just girls through social media. So I'm coming from a biased lens, I guess. But I would also say like, okay, maybe try and make some friends on Instagram if there's like girls that you follow or that they follow you. I don't know. Maybe that's not good advice. This is not necessarily making friends, but I feel like a way to like numb the pain or ease the pain would be like finding people that you like watching on YouTube or like on social media. And I know this might be sound like a weird, like unhealthy way to cope, but I really feel like sometimes people have like comfort influencers. You know what I'm saying? Where you watch their videos, like Emma Chamberlain's videos or something, and you just feel like peaceful because it's like a familiar thing to you. So I don't know if you have any like favorite YouTubers or people that you watch that just make you feel cozy, but like sometimes that almost makes you feel like you're hanging out with friends. I mean, same with listening to a podcast. It makes you feel like you have good company around even though you're alone. So that can help here and there as far as actually making friends. Hopefully at this new job you just started, maybe you'll work with some cool people. And I would suggest like really trying to kind of put yourself out there. If there's like a girl that you think is fun there and you want to be friends, like don't be afraid to kind of just, I don't know, start conversations and make some friendships there. And then I don't exactly know how deployment works. Like if how often you can talk to your husband, I hope that you can still talk to him because that would be so hard. I mean, regardless, that's so tough. But also I feel like setting up like FaceTime dates with your friends and family who maybe don't live around you, just making it a priority to like connect with your friends and family because community is just so important to our well-being in general. And sometimes I will totally forget, like I'll just get busy and I'll realize I haven't like, reconnected with certain friends in a long time. And like actually just barely today, me and Tyson FaceTimed for like an hour and it was so nice to catch up. So maybe just kind of intentionally plan to have some time to connect with friends and family from back home, try and meet some people at your work and listen to some podcasts and watch some YouTube videos to make you feel a little comforted. Those are, I just repeated everything I just said, but that's me rounding it all out here. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. This might have been a little bit shorter than normal, but that's because I got no one to banter with here. I'm, I'm on my own, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you guys so, so much for all your support with the podcast. We really just can't thank you enough and we're obsessed with you guys. So thanks for being our besties. We love you. And that's what I said. (laughs) Bye. Bye.